This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kirpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I am so excited to have Debbie Miller on the show today, also known as The Big Dabowski, if you're following her on Twitter. She's the president of Social Hospitality, which is a marketing firm focusing on social media and content marketing. She works with businesses and individuals on a large range of subjects related to digital marketing and communications. She's worked in digital marketing for over seven years. She's also the digital communications manager for Hyperdisk Marketing and has spoken on social media at universities, as well as business events and industry conferences. She's got a lot of info for us today. We're so excited to see her. And by the way, when Debbie's not online, she enjoys spending time with her spoiled dog children, watching movies, reading, and drinking copious amounts of coffee or wine. And I do believe she is highly caffeinated today. Welcome, Debbie. (laughs) Thank you, Carrie. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, so happy to be here and have you. So, we always start really the Social Ladies podcast basically the same way, which is, you know, the stories of all of the women that we speak to here are really fascinating. And we know that yours is too. So we would love to hear how you got to where you are today. My career is sort of the result of a happy accident. I didn't intend to go into marketing and I sort of fell into it. Um, During college, I was an English major and I was thinking about going to law school actually at the time. I happened to sign up for an internship program right before my fourth year of college and very last minute decision, happened to get in, and they placed me at an internship at a destination marketing organization. And if you're not familiar with those, a lot of people aren't. They're an organization, basically every city has one, they're separate from the Chamber of Commerce, and their goal is to market the destination as a whole so that all the hotels benefit, all the restaurants benefit, the whole city benefits from having, obviously, people visit the city. So again, I had never been in marketing, I didn't know anything about travel or tourism at the time, and I got tossed into this internship, and this was around 2007, 2008, when social media was first emerging for businesses. So I would say I got really lucky timing-wise as well because I kind of got started right as everyone was starting to learn about it and as businesses were starting to grasp the concept of social media and using Twitter and Facebook and things like that. So I ended up interning there for my last year of college and was fortunate enough to get hired when I graduated. So I went on to be kind of their website online manager. I was managing the website at the time, doing e-newsletters and things like that. And then social media got tossed into the mix when our e-marketing agency, which is actually Hyperdisk, who I work with now as well, recommended that we get on social media. So I started the social media presence for the organization I was working for. And I was doing that for a couple years. And in 2010, 2011, I was thinking, I was like, there's not really a, a solid resource for hospitality professionals on social media. There were a lot of great general social media resources at the time. And now, of course, there's a ton for hospitality in every industry. But at the time, there wasn't a real firm hospitality-focused resource for social media. So that's kind of how my blog came about. I was thinking about starting a blog at the time, but I didn't know what to focus on. And one of my friends that I had met through social media events, and actually that was another large, large part of 
of my growth I attribute to when I started going to social media events and meeting people in person that I had met online and learning right. from them and all that. That was a big part of it. And one of my, my social media friends, Neil Schaefer, who I'm, I'm good friends with um, still, he has a great blog called Maximize Social Business. He recommended doing a blog from the business perspective of hospitality because there was a lot of food, food bloggers coming up and about at the time as well, but not as many focusing on the marketing side of restaurants or hospitality. So that's kind of how the blog was born. And then from there, I think a year or so after I started the blog, I happened to get a restaurant reached out to me and said, will you help manage our blog? And the the side business kind of grew accidentally from there. And that's how social hospitality as a business came to be was from a blog that, that ended up turning into a side business as well. So it was, it's been a very fruitful, very fun ride. And I, it's kind of just been going, I've just been going with the flow. It's again, it's all been a happy accident, but it's been awesome. It is. It's like, it's like accident into social media and accidental entrepreneur. I absolutely love that. So did you feel, I guess my, you know, you kind of fell into the side projects, which turned into this kind of really great occupation for yourself and business. Um, So did you feel the same risk you think that other entrepreneurs feel like when they're starting out? Did you feel that same fear or was it that because you built it up slowly on the side, it was something that you know, you were able to do and really mitigate risk. Did you, did you have the same, like, oh my goodness, I'm really doing this? No, I, I, total fear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lots of fear. And I think I even, I had like procured the domain and I had some blog posts written for a couple of months before I actually debuted the site. I sat on it for a while because of that exact reason was part of the reason I really wanted to start a blog. And the point that is either Neil or someone else had made was that no matter what happens in your career, if you have a blog that's yours, you always have something that's yours. So, so and, at the, and at the time it was right around the recession and, and I ended up getting laid off from my destination marketing organization. Uh, organization job because they went through a restructuring and our whole little team that I had worked with, we all got let go. And um, so that point has stuck with me. And I always recommend to people now who are kind of getting started or who are working odd jobs to try to get to their passion project job. I always say start a blog, even if it's just a little bit on the side, do it. You always have it. It's yours. You can put your name on it. And at the same time, though, that's scary having something that's yours because you're accountable, you're out there vulnerable in front of everyone. If you make a mistake, it's yours to own. So there is a lot more risk and a lot more fear involved with that. And I certainly felt that as well when I was getting started. And I think I still encounter it sometimes. And you know, I still I still work with with hyperdisc marketing as well. Just kind of um, I don't want to I don't want to undermine them and say it's as a, out of fear to to go 100% to social hospitality on my own, but certainly I learn well, so much from, too. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. It's security. And I, I mean, I learn a tremendous amount. It's a hospitality agency as well. So, I mean, being here, I have everything I know basically from wow. SEO and all the, all the other internet marketing, digital marketing related things that I know I learned here. So I think there's definitely no end in sight to how much you can learn. Obviously social media is always changing and evolving. So there's always more to learn and more to be immersed in and learn about and know about and it's kind of difficult to stay in the know, but if you stay in the know, um, both from being on social media and then writing about it, it's a, it's a good way to kind of have that mix of everything that's going on in the internet marketing space. I love it. And so Debbie, talk to me a little bit about blogging. So there was a time where blogging fell almost a little bit out of favor as a lot of the micro content marketing stuff came to be. Talk to me about why blogs are still important. I guess the first question would be, are they still important? Which I would assume you would say yes, but let's, yeah. let's see. And tell me why. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think blogging is extremely important. I mean, I can speak from my own experience. For me, when I got my first client, like I mentioned, I didn't do any marketing for myself. They found me from my blog. And one thing that the marketing manager of this restaurant said to me, she said, I read your blog and I thought she gets it. 
and that was so that was very like touching to me that someone thought that because when I'm just writing I'm just I was an English major I love to write like I, I love it I can do it all day I can write like I can talk and I'm very blessed with, with writing skills so I, and that, that I love it and I'm fast and all that kind of stuff so that part of it was always easy to me the writing part but as far as as I mentioned before the fear of being vulnerable and out there and having your opinion out there if someone disagrees with it you know there's potential controversy and I'm not I'm not a competitive person I don't want controversy I don't want any of that so I think definitely one, it, it can it just kind of innately shows your skills in writing, which is a skill that everyone should have, no matter what profession you're in. It also shows how you think. It shows how you analyze situations. It shows how logical you are. It shows how you react in certain situations. So no matter what you're writing about, there are a variety of different qualities about yourself and your work ethic that can be displayed through blogging and writing. Now I have a question for you about working with businesses versus working with individuals. So I know you said that you sure. uh, work with both individuals and businesses and social. Yes. Do, does it differ or is ev is every brand like an individual person on social? Like is the advice you would give an individual different from the advice you would give a business? I think in general, it's mostly the same. Most of the individuals I've worked with were other bloggers or um, internet marketing related folks, personalities. And I think that the advice I would give both are very similar in the sense of, you know, it's, it's social media. So make sure to be social, make sure not to just mm -hmm. have out, outgoing messages, make sure you're talking back to your audience, make sure you're engaging with the right people, finding the right people to follow. For my personal account, I, I usually just pick people to follow based on me and I'll look at people who follow me and most of them are in social media and digital marketing and related fields. So that's a way that I find people to follow who are related to what I'm interested in. Um, I think that that kind of goes, can be relevant to both business and personalities, whether you're if you're a certain business, like I can say for my social hospitality social accounts, which I opted to, to separate from my personal ones, I went through and I just followed a bunch of hotels and a bunch of restaurants and travel-related businesses and all that kind of stuff to keep that more narrow focused on that. Whereas for my personal accounts, again, I follow more social media people and digital marketing people and stuff like that. So I keep it kind of a different audience. So I think, yeah, just depending on... I don't think it differs by business versus personal, but rather whether you're broad or narrow or what your specific focus is as an individual or a business. Great answer. And in terms of the um, way that you, you as an entrepreneur use social, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you've faced in social media today? Ooh, um, I, th I think keeping up with everything, keeping up with all the changes, yeah. being able to stay organized. I think you have to have a very distinct personality that you're able to kind of jump between various things and stay organized. Like for me, I use Hootsuite um, as one, one dashboard I'm very fond of that helps keep all my various Twitter accounts in one place. So I can just jump from tab to tab, whether it's personal business, clients, whatever. I'm able to keep everything organized in there. And I also have a kind of the scatterbrain personality. So I like jumping around a lot. I like kind of having different things going on. It keeps it stimulating. It's something new every day. So I think just having a system in place to stay organized is, is key to keeping up with everything. It's a great idea. And when you're reporting to your clients and uh, looking at, okay, this is, this is working or this is not working, how are you measuring social media, either for your clients, for you? Like, how do you know if something is successful? Sure. It kind of varies from client to client based on their specific goals. So sometimes the goals are to drive traffic to the website. Sometimes the goals are to grow the fan base. So it does vary a bit depending on the goals of the client. 
But overall, usually I'll do monthly reports or monthly recaps for most clients that highlights, you know, traffic to their website, that highlights growth in social media followers, top posts, top engagements, things like that, whatever key elements they want to see. And luckily now, like Facebook specifically has a ton of great analytics. If you implement proper tracking, Google Analytics can give you a lot of information about your social media fans and who's coming to the website from which channels and how they're interacting. For hotels specifically, you know, their bottom line is to get people to book hotel rooms. So we're able to insert tracking snippets on social media posts that go back to the website to show that someone came from Twitter, then went on to book a hotel room. So we're able to show ROI in that way for hotels specifically, for example. Who do you think in the hospitality space is doing a really, really great job? And feel free to, you know, use any of your own, feel free to plug in your own clients too. But I'd love to know who you think is really leading the way in hospitality. Sure. So I won't plug my clients, but I'll say Four Seasons as a brand, fantastic. And I've, I've met them at a couple of events. Their team is just on point all the time. They do a great job of personalizing their posts. They do a great job of having variety in their posts. Um, they were doing, I referred to them recently in, in doing Facebook video really well. They do a lot of things really well. And they're always kind of ahead of the curve. I remember when Pinterest was rolling out place pins and some of their new features, they always went to Four Seasons first to to be kind of the, the test subjects on those different endeavors. So they, they're always really good at going above and beyond with, with customer service, which obviously in hospitality is a huge focus. And pretty much as, as for being a major brand, they do an excellent job. And in terms of you personally and managing your own social media, do you find that working in the space, it, it becomes more and more difficult to disconnect or are you able to really separate and like kind of shut off or do you never feel the need to shut off? <laughs> I never feel the need to shut off. And I don't, I, call, I kind of call that an addiction, but uh, I say I'm a social media, <laughs> but I like, I like having both the personal and the professional a- aspects of it. I like having my personal accounts and being able to share photos of my dogs and, you know, talk about what I'm having for dinner, even though it's kind of obnoxious. I know that people who share their food stuff, but I like to be able to share my social and personal life with that specific audience, but then also have my social hospitality business side where I can talk about business stuff and business focus there. And I mean, I'm pretty much on my phone all the time. I'm always checking my mail. I'm always checking social media and stuff like that. And so far it hasn't damaged any of my relationships in person, but I think definitely you can, depending on, again, it varies from person to person. I know a lot of people who kind of merge their people who have their own business, they merge their personal and their business social media presence. And I think that's great, you know, depending on what you're trying to do for me, I opted to keep them separate just because I do have different audiences in each place. So I think it's it's to each his own thing. But for me, I, I don't, I'm not able to completely turn off too often, but I do kind of try to keep it off from time to time. Every once in a while, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But not too often. Yeah. So in terms of looking at working in the digital space, what skills do you think are essential? We have a lot of young listeners who uh, really are interested in, in what they need to be able to get ahead. And I'd love to know what skills you think are really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, as I mentioned earlier, I think writing well is a critical critical one. And this is a point that the, the internship program through which I got my first internship and then job was a humanities internship program. So it was for humanities students, so English majors, history, philosophy, all those humanities subjects. And the program director made a point once that has resonated with me ever since. And she talked about how all of us got put in jobs that seemed better suited for math people or marketing people or business students and the different kind of students. And you wouldn't think of putting humanities students in these roles. But one of the comments that she got back from most of the employers was that they like the humanities students because they know how to write 
write well and think critically mm. and analyze and do all of those things. And I think those kinds of skills that you can get from any college major really will apply to anything that you do. So I kind of joke now because I know so many people who went to college for a degree or a subject that's totally different from what they do professionally. And so I say if you go if you're in college, obviously keep going, but think about those skills, those, those broader skills that you can learn and apply to anything you do in life rather than trying to hone down a specific subject. I think that's a, a beneficial quality to have. That's fabulous. I think people often underestimate the importance of writing well, and they think, you know, lots of other skills can substitute. But at the end of the day, writing is such a key skill in social, no matter what. Yeah, definitely. So important. Okay, Debbie, it's time. I don't know if you're ready, but we are <laughs> going to play an amazing round of the game, likable, lovable, loathable. Are you familiar with this game? <laughs> I am not. I'm excited okay. to hear about this. Don't worry. And I'm even going to add our new word for you in it. Okay. This okay. is what we do. I'm going to name something that's happening in social media. Okay. And you're going to say whether you think it is likable, lovable, or loathable. And if you're feeling like kind of meh about it, you can even add the word leh, like leh. Likeable, lovable, loathable, and the occasional leh is allowed. Okay. Uh, so, so I will name something, and you will tell me what you think. Okay? Got it. Okay. Ready? Erasable media, stuff like Snapchat, disappearing stuff. Likeable? Likeable. I know I know a lot of people that like it. I, I'm, I don't use Snapchat as much as I know a lot of people do, but I, I like more of the traditional social networks. But I, I know it's a lot of people use it, and I've seen a lot of businesses do well with it, too, to reach the millennial audience. Awesome. How do you feel about selfies? <laughs> I think they're kind of, oh, I have, to, I have to give the word first, right? Oh, yeah. Um, likeable slash loathable, depending on the context. <laughs> I think it's a little oversaturated and silly sometimes. Real-time marketing. I love it. I think lovable. I think it's awesome. kind of stuff is awesome. It's great exposure if you do it well and do it right. So I think if brands who are on the ball and able to react in real time to things like that, I think that's awesome. Awesome. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for being on the show. You are one fabulous social lady. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.